This episode contains adult language, mature situations, corporate heirs with a need to not be in debt to anyone, homeless Venusian girls who sleep in the drawer of a giant bed, crazy transients who reside under a bridge, and bizarre names based on what you wear. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> The Heavy Burden of Owing Someone a Debt. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. Some podcasts and many reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, I am excited and back for another episode of this wonderful podcast. And I hope you guys are ready to listen to some great stuff. I am pumped and psyched because it is the middle of the week. It is one week and two days away from Anime Boston, and more importantly than that, next week, Ready Player One is coming out, and I am so excited to see that movie because the book I really enjoyed, except for that first chapter, but I really enjoyed the book, and I'm excited to do a review about it because it's a book about awesomeness and about, what are we talking about? Pop culture icons from the 80s. Hopefully they keep uh, Leopardo from Spider-Man. But we're going to see. I'm excited to see that. But I'm getting off topic. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga tiles and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the design, and the overarching narrative, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't agree with anything that I say, but I try to be educational, impartial, and entertaining, so you have a lot of fun with this. Now, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakeen.com, www.spirakeen.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, YouTube, Apple iTunes Music, Stitcher, Player.fm, Instagram, the PSN Network, and so many more social media sites. Just look up Spirakeen, and I'm guaranteeing you're going to find us. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me, zanspirakeen.com. That's X-A-N at Z-A-N. And if you're following us on any of those sites, Feel free to comment, tag me, or even just message me on uh, Twitter. Just at Spyrokin, you'll find me. And uh, before I forget, the most important thing of all is, well, hope you guys are doing great. 
I'm feeling pretty good. I'm kind of excited about things, and things have been a little bit crazy, especially with last week with just a lot of stuff going on, but I'm doing a lot better. I'm feeling psyched, and I am excited to see how things are going to go. I'm trying to take my mind off it, and I do digress. I'm sorry for rambling. Just some stuff happened, and it just blarg. Anyway, so if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only the Wheel of Manga, and it dicked down to be there viewing a very interesting and unique manga. One which was written by Hakaru Nakamura all the way back in 2004, and the series just ended in 2015. There are 15 volumes. It was published by Square Enix, but brought over here originally under Crunchyroll's manga program as a digital comic, but the license has been picked up by everyone's favorite publishing company that we've been talking about a lot lately, Vertical Comics, and it has been brought over here in actually omnibus form, so every volume is two, not one, but two in one volumes. So that means we're probably going to get seven and a half, maybe? They might do eight, most likely. They'll probably do split one into one part, and they'll make one three parts. I don't know. But the manga I'm talking about is a comedy romance weird series that is known simply as Arakawa Under the Bridge, or Arakawa Under the Bridge. Now, this is a completely absurd story that at first I was like, this is going to make no sense whatsoever, and it just got weirder from that. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. Because back in the day, if you remember when I was doing my violence month, I reviewed Riccio and I was just perplexed when just with all the insanity of Riccio, eventually it's got Riccio punching an elephant and then guys in jetpacks. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Just guys in jetpacks. I'll I'll buy anything at this point. Then once and Bison showed up in Riccio, I was like, yep, okay, just whatever. It, it It's just because. The logic made no sense, and I just, my brain said, fine, whatever, fuck it, it's it's what it is. This manga is the same way, where at a certain point, your brain just says, yeah, I'm just going to buy this. It doesn't matter. And that's especially true because of the premise of this manga itself, because it's a story of Ko Ichimomiya. <sighs> Shit, let me try that again. It is Ko Ichinomiya. There we go. He is the son of the Ichinomiya Corporation's owner. He's the future heir to this company. And he's currently in college, and he's 22 years old. And throughout his life, he has been following one rule that his father has instilled upon him, that no matter what, you can never be indebted to anyone, no matter what. And how did his father teach him this rule? Is it just that he told him you can never be indebted? No. Whatever his dad did for him... He forced his son to do back for him. For example, at five years old, making his son change his father's adult diapers and feed him and burp him. So pretty much this kid was not given the chance to earn a free ride. No, he literally had to work for everything. He was accepted into his university first try. He is very intelligent. He has worked himself to be the best that he could be. And... When the story starts, he has been doing amazingly. Life is good for him except for one small problem. He's currently on a bridge and some kids stole his pants. So he is trying to get on top of this 
part of the bridge of suspension wire to get his pants, which these kids hung up there. And as he's trying to go up there in his boxer shorts with a shirt and a tie, this girl is fishing on the bridge. And she says, hey, isn't your butt getting cold? He's saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'll be, I can do this myself. And as he's trying to climb up the suspension bridge, he forgets to realize that certain parts of the bridge can't hold his weight. And the girl keeps saying, I can help you. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know what? You'll be fine. And he says, I'll be fine. He ends up falling off the bridge. And through some hilarious circumstances, he ends up almost drowning. And this girl rescues him. When he comes to, he realizes that his life is now indebted to this girl because she saved his life. So now no matter what happens in his life, he will be forever indebted to this girl. Whenever he sits down, it's because of this girl. Whenever he has a good food, it's about this girl. When he retires, it's because of this girl. So he has a major panic attack. He's like, I got to do something for you. Uh, thank you very much. I can help you out. What do you need help with? Uh, I can, you, do you need money? Do you need a house? Do you need anything? And she's like, no, it's okay. It's fine. I'm good. Because she lives under the bridge. She actually has a house under the bridge. And he's perplexed by it. It's like, well, I could give you, I just made $8,000 on the stock market. I'll buy you a new house. It's like, no, it's okay. He's like, but but why, why are you freaking out? Why aren't you cold living in a box? And he's like, uh, she's like, well, because I'm Venusian. He's like, oh God, she's a crazy person. Uh, but what about food? I can fish in the river. Uh, 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 what can I do? I, listen, I cannot be under a debt with you. There has to be something, anything I could do to get you to say that we're even, that we're square. Um, anything at all. And she's like, well, there's one thing that I don't have that you can help me with. He's like, okay, there's got to be something easy. Maybe I can buy her a house. Maybe I can buy her a trip. Maybe I can find her family. Maybe I can get her psychiatric help. It's like, well, help me fall in love. And he's like, what? So, Ko is now the boyfriend of this girl. And here's the worst part. Because of her bad memory, which is really bad, he has to stay near her and see her every day at all times. They have to be together forever. So he's now forced to live under this bridge, which is in the Arakawa district of Tokyo. So he now has to live under this bridge with this crazy girl, and he's stuck. So after another circumstance, he ends up living on one of the support structures underneath the bridge, freezing his butt off. So he ends up actually getting permission from some of the denizens to make almost a small house under the bridge. So he's now went from, I am a rich uh, future heir to the Ichinomiya Corporation to I am living under a bridge as a homeless guy. And I am no longer named Ko. My name is Recruit. Or as everyone calls him, Rick. Damn. So, Oh, before I forget, the girl's name is Nino. The reason why her name is Nino is because on her shirt that she has, there is the numbers 2 and 3, which is Nino-san. So her name is Nino. Every person under the bridge has a name based on some weird quirk or concept about them. The reason why he's called Recruit is because he's someone who's in a suit and tie and he probably like they think he's a first day recruit. So this is ridiculous. It's just 
insane. Like, he's living on top of a pillar under the bridge. He's got all these other crazy people living around him, all who are bizarre and strange. And he ends up getting a job under the bridge. And his job is he's the teacher of the village's children. That's his job. And these people all around him are nonsensical and weird and crazy. And he's just observing them as they go along and fighting with them and getting into arguments with them. Now, besides Nino, we have the village chief who says that he is a 620-year-old kappa. When you first meet him, he's actually a kappa. He's in the water. Oh, my God, there's a real kappa there. Then it turns out that this kappa has a zipper on his back. It's like, you're a guy to suit. No, I'm not. That's just a weird rash I have there because I had surgery. You're, you're just... So you have a crazy guy who thinks he's a kappa. You have another guy who is a singer who says he's a superstar and he's amazing and he's in love with Nino, jealous of Rick, and he has a star mask on his face. So his name is Hoshi after star mask. However, at one point, he takes off his mask. And what's underneath the mask? He says, I am not a star. In reality... I am the moon! And he's wearing a moon mask under the star mask. So, yeah. So, he's a nut job who his job is to provide music during special events in the village. And he's just very just strange and nonsensical. You have the person in charge of the Under the Bridges... Well, it's their spiritual guide, and that is Sister, who is a giant ex-war veteran who dresses up like a nun who has a gun. And his whole thing is, on Sundays, you go to church. And what happens is in church, he pulls a gun out and says, Who here sinned? Raise your hand. If you raise your hand, you get shot. You don't sin, you get cookies. That's literally it. He's like, it's like, anyone did anything wrong? No, you get cookies. Kind of bad. And apparently he was a former military vet who went completely batshit crazy. But also he's very good at making cookies. That's so weird. They said, oh, these cookies are amazing. So you have him. You also have my favorite guy whose name is Shiro. He's this regular guy who's obsessed with stepping on white lines. He's convinced himself that he, if he doesn't step on a white line always, that's how he walks around, his wife will turn into a white Cornish hen. And he's freaking out about it. So then he's constantly walking around while pushing one of those line painters, the things that they use at baseball fields to make the line for the running. <laughs> and so he's completely batshit crazy. And the best part is that he used to live in Hokkaido. His family is there, but because of this scenario, he has not been home in six years. So he constantly just walks around. And his wife and daughter understand 100% that he's just crazy. He's just a completely crazy nut job. And the best thing is at one point it starts snowing under the bridge. It, it just starts snowing one day, and it shows all the different people there and what they're doing, and he's running around like a lunatic with the line painter on his head because when it's all white, he can walk anywhere he wants because it's all white and the snow is white, so he can go anywhere. <laughs> oh, this is fucking crazy. 
You also have the Metal Brothers. They're these two kids who wear the same clothing, and they say that they're espers, and they have psychic powers, and they wear metal helmets on their head. What can they do? Mm, meh. We don't know. And then you also have this girl who, uh, her name is Pico, and she is this girl who is super clumsy, but her role in the town is that during the spring and summer, she grows plants for them. She's their, essentially their, their farmer. But during the winter, she leaves and goes and gets different seeds from different places so she can grow them in the spring. It's kind of weird, but cool. But that's her job. And also, she's in love with the Kappa, the village chief. Now, you're probably wondering why I haven't told a real narrative about this story. It's because this is what the fucking story is. It's all these crazy people and then Rick slash Co. dealing with these nut jobs and trying to just survive. I mean, his relationship with Nino is the main focus because he's trying to get her to forgive the debt through maybe I'll date you, maybe I'll do this. And her mentality doesn't always mesh right. Like, he tries to take her out on a date. She doesn't understand what a date is, so he buys her a nice dress. She doesn't want to wear the dress. He wants to do this with her. She doesn't want to do that. And she's just not having it. She's very simple. She's just like, but what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the river? Do you want to... And eventually it just gets to the point of their first date is them just looking at each other and walking in a circle and then essentially having a big kung fu fight. Yeah. It just, you just smile and nod when it makes no sense. I mean, the end of it is that they end up making a grass boat and trying to make it float. And it is just bizarre and wacky and strange. And the art style is pretty decent for what it is. All the characters are drawn very unusually. I mean, I love the design for Sister where he's essentially a giant man wearing a nun's outfit, but then you see his face and his huge artillery that he has because he has machine guns, pistols, AK-47s all wrapped around him, and he has a scar on his face like Blackjack. And he is the spiritual advisor. So, art style's decent. The story is nonsensical, but... I've got to say, all these characters are very engaging in their weirdness. And, well, i got to give this a ball from a friend because it is just so perplexing. It's just weird. It really is. It's just like, wh who would come up with this? What type of madman would come up with this? But i got to say, Nakamura was brilliant in what he did. He created a story that is compelling and strange and unusual and Technically should not exist, but it makes you want to exist. It's a gag mamba in mamba, a gag manga in serial form. I'm sorry. Sorry for the noise in the background. Apparently there is a fire going on down the street, and everybody is going well. It's a couple blocks away, so the fire trucks are passing me. Kind of sucks. I digress. But yeah, it's it's nonsensical. It's weird, but it's pretty engaging, and there are some just strange things. I'm intrigued to see where it goes and how many other weird nut jobs are in this. But, well, we'll find out if the future. But so far, first volume, far from friend, don't you know this off your pocket. Definitely worth it.
Now, if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, check them out at www.spyrocket.com. You can email me personally at zadspyrocket.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, all those little, little social sites you can check out on the social site themselves. Random question of the day is going to be, if you were living under the bridge, what would your weird moniker be? I think that I would be the guy who lives in a nice box house thing. I'd build a tree house, tree fort. Like Boxingham Palace from Simpsons. Like a huge box, but I'll make it reinforced so it doesn't melt when the rain or water hits. So it'd be kind of cool. That's what I think I'd do in that. You let me know what you think. Zansparker.com. Now, with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Except no substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What it does is assign a manga tile to each of the slots. And I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga, whatever number land, unless we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 278. We're almost there, folks. We're going to get to 300, I promise you, soon. I digress, though. So, with that in mind, let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode. Big win, big win, big win, big win, big win. Let's see what we're going to do. And it's going to be... Hopefully it's a big, awesome manga, nothing crappy. Is it crappy? 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 That's nah, number six. We are really sticking in that that five, six, four train. But ah, uh, okay, cool. I can accept this. I can deal with this. So, she and her cat. Another Makoto Shinkai story. Hmm. I wonder if this was actually made into an anime or not. I don't know. I have to research and check it out when I read it. But we're gonna find out in the next episode. So, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you have a great week. And I will catch you guys next time. This is your host, Zan, saying, I'm Gonsville. Read more manga.